Welcome back to the Fangirl Experience. I'm Lena. I'm Teddy. And the Big Bang episode was our first episode of 2020, but this is our first time in the studio in 2020, so. Yay. <laughs> New year, same us. New year, same us. Okay, so as always, before we start jumping into anything, because we have a lot to get into, what have you been listening to? Um, Jesse, Jesse Gucci, I've been listening to every day. It's an everyday mood song, so nah, I got you. Yeah, just good. I've been listening to Jesse. I've been listening to Jay Balvin's new song. I've been listening to Obsession a lot, and especially Ya Ya Ya. Like that's my jam and everything. But I think mostly like a a mix of what I have already not anything like really new aside from the new j balvin i have been listening to my chem i mean it's only right gearing up for the tour that they just announced and almost gave us an aneurysm trying to get tickets for thank you for Um, that yeah i almost cried twice in my but I got him. I got him, y'all. I got the tickets. That ass. We haven't been that stressed out since trying to get EXO tickets. It's that serious. Like, legit. It was two hours of pain and just, like, sheer frustration to get those tickets. But I got them, y'all. We going. So, very excited. it to be great. Okay. What have I been listening to? Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I've kind of just been listening to a lot of the same stuff. I have, though, been listening to the Birds of Prey soundtrack. Oh, that's Mainly good. because Doja Cat is on it. And Boss Bitch is my jam. The whole album's good because Meg Thee Stallion has a song with Normani. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saweetie has a song, which I'm actually surprised that I like. I'm not the biggest Sweet. fan of hers. Yeah. But the five tracks that are released are actually really, really good. What that says about the movie, though, I don't know. Because Suicide Squad had a bomb-ass soundtrack, and Suicide Squad was a flop. So, (laughs) but yeah, that's mainly it. Oh, I do have to say that because I've fallen down in a pit of TikTok, I've been listening to Ashniko a lot. That that? She is a female rapper, She's but she has that song, Stupid Boy, He Thinks I Need Him. I love Stupid Boy, and she has a new song out called I'm Working Bitch, and it's really good. I, I really like it. I blame TikTok. It's like it gets these songs stuck in your head. But, yeah, shout out to Ashniko. Okay. So, New Year 2020 started, and Korea was just like, boom, with the drama, okay? Okay. First and foremost, you know we have to address it because we're both XOLs, which is XO's Chen is getting married and having a baby. Like, one, I'm excited, period, because he's the first XO member to get married. Mm-hmm. And it's time. He's 28. He's a grown-ass man. Technically 29 by Korean standards. He's a grown-ass man. He found the love of his life. I'm super happy for him. And this is also the first EXO baby. And I'm like, <laughs> look, XOL is out here like Beehive, okay? When Beyonce was pregnant with them twins, and they were like, these are brothers and sisters. XOL out here like, we aunties now. Like, Well, some... Some. A very small minority has a problem with one of our members finding happiness in his life, which is dumb as hell. Like, even as um having 
Chen as my bias. I love this boy so much. And I could honestly say, like, like I'm very happy that he's found someone that he wants to spend the rest of his life with, that he wants to raise a child. I'm just, like, looking forward to seeing the rest of XOB uncles not to be that chick. But I can't believe, like, this is really happening. Like, I'm really, like, so, so excited. I do feel like it's sad, though, with the way people are reacting, like, mm wanting to kick him out the group like having a life is a good enough excuse for you to sit there and say you can't do what you love to do anymore because you chose to have a life i wasn't surprised and that was actually my like concern the minute i heard it it was like two massive emotions it was like i'm so fucking happy for him and then it was like oh my God, they're going to try and do to him what they did to well, when I When I found out, first of all, I like to point out that out of our friend, we have a group chat, and out of our friend group, I was the one who was up at 2 a.m. when the news broke. And I'm sitting here texting on a group chat like, he's getting married, he's having a baby, and no one was awake. Uh, so let me, let me say, this is where I confess that I actually really detest the group chats and I actually have all of my group chats silenced. Yeah, I know that. So <laughs> that's why I didn't know. Like, I know that she has them all on mute and I'm sitting here like, like, she's not. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer. Like, <laughs> But back to the aunties thing. And like I said, I expected it. I guess it hits different because I wasn't around for when it happened, like, with Super Junior. Mm-hmm. You know, that was before I had gotten into K-pop. So I didn't see what they put him through and what they put Super Junior through and how SM handled it. So I feel like that's why a lot of XOL were panicking. A lot of international XOL are really, really, really rallying for him because we're happy. At the end of the day, only thing that matters is that he and his wife are happy and that they have this baby and that he stays his ass in XO. All of these people out here who are upset and heartbroken and hurt and all this shit, it's it's weird. No, it is. It is. Because it comes from this delusional place of entitlement that, which if you go back to our previous episodes, I've said it, is one of the hugest issues with idolization because you sit here and you idolize these people and you make them out to be these gods and they're supposed to be perfect and they're supposed to be single and we all know that they like flirting with girls during fan meets okay exactly so we sit there and fans dub them the nation's husband the nation's boyfriend he's our this he's our that he's our whatever but it kind of just gets overclouded the fact that He's still a grown-ass man. He's still a human. He's still an adult. He's still allowed to have a life outside of EXO, outside of fandom, outside of everything. And when he does, then fans get upset. And that's exactly what's happening right now. I think at the end of the day, people need to stop forgetting that them being idols is a job just because they love what they do doesn't mean it's not a job like at the end of the day it's a job so they have to have some kind of happiness at home they need to have some kind of 
something outside of just living for fans like they love their fans they would do anything for their fans but it doesn't mean that they have to stop living their own lives in order to make their fans happy it's just some you're coming from if you're mad that he's getting married and having a baby like something's wrong with you at the end of the day he has to build a future he can't sit here and just spend the rest of his life just living for the fans because fans are fickle as we can see like y'all not loyal and it doesn't make a difference and i can speak from experience every single member of the backstreet boys is married with kids they still go on tour they still make great music they still love their fans exactly like, it doesn't make a difference. That need for them to be single comes from a place of fantasy of which you want them to be yours. Guess what? They're not. They're never going to be yours. So just, like, accept it. This is what bothers me about the whole thing and why it's hard to be on K-pop Twitter is that everyone wants to validate everyone's feelings. Mm. And this is hard to me to say your feelings are valid because I'm a firm believer of validating your feelings at the expense of someone else's happiness Mm. is bullshit. Like just to say your feelings are valid. Yeah. You should be upset with him. No. (laughs) Cause I literally had this one experience with two people is that this one girl was like, when you talk to me like that, it hurts my feelings. And the other girl was like, well, when you don't let me express myself, it hurts my feelings. So I'm like, legit, you're insulting the crap out of this person, but they're supposed to, in order to make you feel good, allow you to insult the crap out of a person. Validating feelings should never come at the expense of someone else. Exactly. Just because your hurts... Because in your head, this person broke your heart does not mean it has to cost this man his career. Exactly. At the end of the day, the only thing Chen owes us is music. Exactly. Is to get his ass back in that studio. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. Get your ass back in that studio and make some music. That's all I want. That, that, that's it. Like, the only thing I can say, and then we'll switch over, is that because I had this conversation with a friend of mine, actually, like, the other night, she was saying the difference between the situation with Super Junior and this is that we're in a different era of K-pop now, or a different era of fandom and control. Because at the time with Super Junior, I feel like the opinions of fans held a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, especially in the light of Suli, in the light of, you know, Jean Hyung, you know, in the light of all these issues that fans and anti-fans are bringing up with idols and all these lawsuits that have people realizing finally that these idols are people, we're at a point where... I don't think no matter how many how many billboards you want to take out, how many hashtags you want to spread, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think some would ever let him go anywhere. And I know for damn sure the members would never let him go anywhere. Well, that's what they discussed. They discussed on their future as they were focusing on individual happiness. 
Like, this is what they talked about. Yeah, they want to stay together as a group, but they want to pursue what makes them happy. And this includes Chaniel's project. Mm -hmm. This includes Becky and doing what he does. Like, everybody has to get where they're happy in order for them to coexist. And that's what makes a great group. At the end of the day, you can't just keep having these people in the same place, doing the same thing over and over again. It's like the exact same thing we were saying the previous week about Big Bang. Yeah. Big Bang went from being a group to evolving into individual artists. Mm -hmm. And that is not to say that every group is trying to be like Big Bang, but that's always the goal. Yeah. At the end of the day, you sign up to be a K-pop idol because you have a passion for what you do, whether it be dance, whether it be producing, whether it be rapping, singing, you work your ass off all these years so you can go and build and be an artist. Yep. You want the sum of its parts to be greater than what it is at the end of the day. Exactly. Anyway, congrats, Chen. Yes. We are so happy for you and your wife. Well, I'm assuming they're married by now. Your wife and your new baby. Congratulations. But anyway, well, the previous week was super ironic because last week we dropped the episode for Big Bang. And then Coachella announced that Big Bang is going to be at fucking Coachella. And yeah, I like legit, I ain't in front. I actually really contemplated whether or not I can afford Coachella. I mean, I can't. We did the math very as soon as it was announced. We we did the math and realized that we could not possibly We can't afford Bangchella. We can't afford Bangchella and like the thing is, like it's great. I think it's great. But I also am like not a fan of Coachella culture. And I'm so picky with who I go to see, like mm-hmm. how much money I spend on who I want to go see that it just didn't, like I couldn't afford it to begin with. But there wasn't enough people in the lineup for me to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's spend that much exactly. money. Like if this had been like Beyonce and Big Bang, I'd have been like, oh, bitch. Exactly. Eh, like I like the headliners. I don't love the headliners. Yeah. And there were some other artists who were playing, like Joji and Rich Brian and Nikki are all playing Coachella this year, which is huge. And yeah, I would have loved to go see them too, but it's just, it just wasn't weighing out. But I was more so excited just because this is, I feel like kind of like a move for people accepting K-pop. Like K-pop's kind of carving their own little hole in American Well, I think from now on, we're definitely going to have K-pop artists at Coachella moving forward. I mean, because we had Blackpink last year and now we have Big Bang this year. Who knows who the heck we're going to have next year? Like, we constantly have them on our TVs. We constantly have them on, you know, award shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And actually, the hashtag Bangchella was trending for a little bit. And at first, I was like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Which I find funny because Big Bang is not headlining. At all. And they're calling it Bangchella. Like, they're not headlining. It made sense for Bangchella because Beyonce was Headlining. Big Bang not headlining. I mean, I would have loved for Big Bang to headline. I think I would have tried harder. Oh, yeah. To do make the math work. Oh, bitch. <laughs> if Big Bang was headlining, we'd have went. Fuck that shit. Um, but I just, 
Like, I just couldn't do it. Nah, we 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 can't afford Coachella, not yet. Okay, so Chris Brown and Amy. Oh, oh, this just not two names that I ever thought I would be saying together were Chris Brown and Ailey. Mind you, I love Ailey. Mm-hmm. That woman is talented as hell. Y'all know I love Chris Brown. So, Ailey posted a photo of her and Chris Brown to her Instagram account. What was it? It was something like... The caption was, like, basically, he was one of her favorite artists to listen to growing up. And everything was cool, and then her fans... Went ballistic. Yeah. So then she sits here and tries to double back on shit. She doubles down on the fact that she's, like... He was one of my favorite growing up. That's not going to change. She was like, I was not aware of his crimes. So leave me the hell alone along those lines. To which Chris Brown then goes and calls her a cornball. Well, Chris Brown has never held back on expressing how he feels about ever. Like, my thing is this. It's understandable why she did what she did. Do I agree with Chris Brown that she's a cornball? Yes, I do. Yes. And we're probably going to have people out here talking about how you guys can like Chris Brown and stuff like that and whatever. I just think it's unfair that we're sitting here canceling this dude or whatever and deciding he can never have a career ever, ever again. Because I've read the comments. I saw everybody putting out the whole police report between him and Rihanna. And here's the thing. And I think I said it to you that night when mm-hmm. I found it and I told you about it. Rihanna has moved on. Like, he and Rihanna are friends. Rihanna and him have moved on. When do we stop being mad on behalf of the victims who no longer are mad? Right. (laughs) This is what gets me. It's like that, oh, what he did to the victims, you don't know what he did to the victims and how they feel every day. You don't either. You, You don't either. Exactly. At the end of the day, you don't know how Rihanna feels about what happened. You don't know how anybody feels about whatever the situation happened. This girl is resilient and strong. It's built an empire. Right. I doubt she's sitting in a corner crying over the fact that Chris Brown did what he did. Almost, what, 10 years ago? Exactly. At this point? Like, it's been a decade. When are people forgiven? In our culture, it seems like never. never. It's like you said. If he and Rihanna are good, why can't we be good? I'm not ever going to be mad on behalf of someone when they're... That's so stupid. Like, if you're not mad about it, why am I mad about it? Like, I I really don't... I really don't get that. And I'll never understood that. And, you know, and people are going to sit here and talk about, well, he has a history with violence with women and all this stuff or whatever... It still hasn't been proven, and I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of all these kinds of things of, like... Here's the thing. Chris Brown also has a history of depression. Yeah. And other, like, you know, mental, like, things going on in his life. We've said it before in previous episodes. Being famous is hard. Yeah. He came up really fucking young. Yep. Exposed to horrible things. Exactly. Before he was fucking famous. So you don't know what he was going through. You don't know what she was going through. We don't know the situation. It's only he says, she said. And the fact of the matter is, it's been damn near a decade. It's a situation that happened. 
Chris Brown's good. Rihanna living her best life sitting on her Fenty Empire. Okay. Mm. And Ailey is a cornball for that. Like, I still love you. I still fuck with your music. I still fuck with you as an artist, but you a cornball for that. Period. I feel like anytime you have to sit here and you have to correct yourself because your fans don't like it, no. Simple as that. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Simple as that. Like, no. Like, stop giving your fans so much fucking power. Admit you're a fucking Chris Brown fan. What the fuck they gonna do? They gonna stop listening to you? I bet there's still millions of people who still do, sis. Like, so was that bad? He wouldn't be able to sell out tours. He wouldn't be able to sell out albums. Like, he wouldn't be able to do the shit that he does. Like, okay, on to more (laughs) cornballs. There's more. There's more. There's more. The former girl group member who tried to sit there and claim rights to EXO's "Yeah, Yeah, Yeah." Oh, those those people. What the fuck was that group even called? I have no idea. Like, no, I remember the name. I don't know how to say it. Whatever. For those of you who don't know what this is, is that a girl came online on Twitter and stated that um, XO's Ya 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 used her background vocals straight from a track that she did beforehand in a girl group. Now, mind you, the people who work, what's his name? Dumbeats. <laughs> Dumbeats, yeah. Dumbeats. He. Basically, him and the other writer that he had, and he, there's a ton of writers, he's like, they let them demo it. They never paid for it. They never had it. It was never their record. He let a lot of people do it, but it was never their record. It always belonged to him. As I'm paid for the record, it belongs to XO. This is what I think people don't understand about the music industry. You could demo until you pay this producer and writers. That song is not yours. It doesn't matter if your voice is on it. It's not yours. The person who paid for it, it's theirs. And there was an episode of Love and Hip Hop where homegirl went in there, did a demo, and she's like, when we gonna put it out? And he was like, when you gonna pay me? At when the end, run them pockets. And see, and what made it blow up was, I hate to say it, I call them armchairs because I don't believe them to be real armies. Armchairs <laughs> sat there and made a big deal and was calling EXO plagiarists. They were not plagiarists. They paid for this song. It belongs to them. Therefore, it's not plagiarism. Sweetheart, And if your background vocals are there, you gave it up willingly to them beats. Exactly. And he sold it. You got a problem? Talk to them beats. Don't talk to my boys. What kills me, though, was like, okay, you know how XOL are. You come for XO, we gonna come Receipts. back. We gonna come back at you a hundredfold, bruh. They sat here and she was like, oh, they used my vocals. While somebody sat there and found a freaking audio of the original SWV song and removed the freaking music out the back. And she was like, oh, you mean them vocals? Exactly. Last I checked, you wasn't in Sisters with Voices, sweetheart. You're not the one. You're not the one. Sweetheart, don't even. It's just she like it. what kills me is that you sit here and you put it out on Twitter and you're like, "Exo, how do you explain this?" 
Who you expect to answer you, sweetheart? Exactly. You really expect what you would say, Becky, in to say some shit? <laughs> you you expect Becky in to answer you? Well, like, who you who you waiting to answer right. you? Because all that's going to answer you is fans talking about you as a liar. Oh, and let's add on the fact, I just want to put this out here. Sweetheart, you're the reason the group broke up. Sit down and eat your food. You should have just sat there, be quiet, and ate your food. Mm-hmm. And stop trying to get a quick come up on money when you the reason why you affected your own bag. Okay? Like, worry about your bag before you come for Exo's bag. You can't carry it. It's too heavy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And last thing that actually is going to lead us into our topic today is... Former EXO member Tao was in France recently shooting, what was it, uh, like a variety show? Yeah, it's a variety show. He was shooting a variety show. And essentially, he has now come under criticism from ARMY because he was approached by two French women, white French women, um, who wanted to take a photo with him. After taking said photo, ask him if he's in BTS. Tao sits here and is like, um, no. And instead of leaving it at that, because tell Patty, he sits here and is like, no, you know XO, I was in XO. Then proceeds to go on a miniature rant about how he don't understand why Data thought that he was in BTS when XO was more popular popular at the time he was in it than BTS. Of course, Army Mad. Yeah. They like, view it as arrogance. They view it as arrogance. XOL, on the other hand, are like, well, fuck. He's actually defending XO. We're surprised. Like, no, I'm for damn sure it was. The three of them barely mention XO ever. Yeah. So the fact that Tao did that, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it did bring on a larger conversation with XOL, how international fans, how in non-international fans, how international people view K-pop idols. That they see a famous Asian and it automatically has to be whichever the hottest group is. It's the same way where if I sit here and I say I like K-pop and everyone assumes I'm an army. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like... I mean, you are, but... Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, besides the point. Yeah, exactly. That's like, like people coming up to me and assuming I'm an army. I am... I don't give myself that title. So it was this situation and an article that I actually recently read. It's an older article. It's from, I think, last year. Actually, one of my friends sent it to me. It was uh, this op-ed about BTS and just the criticism that's surrounding them. And it was like from the UK or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it actually is still really relevant here. And essentially, the article was saying how this like Australian news outlet ran the story about BTS and it was just full of like a whole bunch of like xenophobic jokes and a lot of like criticizing their talent, which I guess I'm jaded to. These past years of listening to K-pop, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Oh, they they all look the same. Oh, why why do they look like that? Oh, you don't even know what they're saying. Like, oh, wow, I'm really surprised. Like, you know, like you get people who are like surprised that they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. 2017, when BTS first won that billboard, a lot of people were shocked. Mm-hmm. I, of course, wasn't because there's hella army in the U.S. Yeah, and it was like, a fan-given award. 
Exactly. Like their fandom is massive out here. But a lot of people were surprised because that year they beat out Justin Bieber. They beat out Selena Gomez. They beat out Shawn Mendes, like Ariana Grande. And not by like a small margin. They beat them by like 300 million votes. Like this shit was nuts. Okay. But of course on social media, believers and whatever the fuck you call Selena Gomez fans were... Um. Does she have a fandom? Um, something haters. <laughs> huh? Something. Some, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. They have a fandom name. They have. I just forget what it is. Sure. All of them have fan names. All fandom. of them have fandom names. Because I think it's like Aranators. Yeah. Ariana's are like Aranators or something like that. Yeah. Like, whatever. But, yeah. So, they, of course, all hop onto Twitter and get all angry. And comments wildin'. Everything from we don't even know who BTS is to I don't understand why K-pop idols are invited to U.S. award shows when our artists don't go to theirs, which is a fucking lie because Charlie Puth had his annoying ass at the MGAs and Wiz Khalifa sat there and performed at the Mamas in 2016. So try again. But all this to say that it is way, 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 way past time to address the massive elephant in the room, especially with artists like BTS and not just BTS, like Blackpink, NCT, Monster X, Super M. As we were saying, K-pop is now becoming more common in the US. So now it's time for us to seriously have this conversation addressing the fact that there's a tendency for English speakers not just Americans, but just English speakers to only acknowledge and celebrate success when it comes from other English speakers. I remember being on Twitter at the time, which I can advise anybody who doesn't want like massive amounts of toxic negativity in their life, stay off of Twitter. Because I feel like that's where the worst of the worst reside, especially on giving on any kind of fandom and being in K-pop Twitter and everything. People don't think logically. When it came down to the fan award for BTS, let's keep in mind that the people who are BTS fans live in highly populated countries. So, of course, they're going to win. America, and this is where the arrogance comes from of being American, is just like, we think we're the most important. But let's keep in mind, China has so many people in it Mm -hmm. and all these asian countries have so many people and they're primarily are not going to be listening to selena gomez justin bieber uh, ariana grande yeah they have people out there that listen to that why wouldn't they listen to asian music why wouldn't they vote for asian music to begin with so it makes perfect sense that bts won but see people don't think that way because it was the same thing when chris Wu sat here and beat Ariana. Exactly. And people were like, oh, it's bots, because it's of course it's China, it's bots or whatever. How many people live in China, China and he's Chinese? Like, at the end of the day, when I was younger and I wanted an album that wasn't released here, I would change my iTunes store so that I can get the album from another country. Like, this is nothing new. And that is not a bot. That is a human being doing this. And like Americans disrespect every other kind of fan unless they're them. 
And that's what it is. Because that's the same thing happened at the Grammy Awards. A Latin artist won a Grammy Award and they were like, this isn't the Latin Grammys. Why are they winning an award? Because they're talented. Exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day, people make great music in many different languages. Just because you don't understand it doesn't make it okay for you to make fun of it. But that's what happens on a day. Like, I think we have that on a day-to-day basis. It's belittling. Yeah, it's And that's always. the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Okay, I get it. You're mad. Your fave didn't win. But don't sit here and belittle what an artist has accomplished. Like, fine. They weren't expecting Chris Wu to be Ariana. Why the fuck wouldn't he, though? Like, he's been making music for how long? The album was fire. Exactly. That album was bomb as fuck. Putting it into perspective, Chris Wu's been making music for going on, what, 10 years now? Yeah. He's sitting here making music with Pharrell, Travis Scott. Janae Aiko. Exactly, Janae Aiko. Like, why the fuck wouldn't he be Ariana Grande? The man is collaborating with some of the biggest artists in America. Are you going to tell me? Thank you. It's the same way when people want to sit here and be like, why are BTS and EXO popular? Let me tell you why BTS and EXO are popular. EXO, for the last four years, has had a title track hit number one on Billboard. Okay? I'm talking Monster, Lotto, Obsession, Love Shot. They hold a legit Guinness Book World Record for the most awards won for a male K-pop group. They've performed at the Winter Olympics. They've had partnerships and collaborations with Disney and Marvel and Netflix. Like they've been featured on soundtracks for fucking Star Wars. So yes, that's why they're popular. BTS in 2019, the beginning of 2019 alone, went to the Grammys as a guest and as a presenter. They dropped an album, it debuted number one on Billboard. They sat here and sold out Levi Stadium, Rose Bowl Stadium, MetLife Stadium, and Nash just in the U.S., okay? Right. They did a legit stadium tour, and they've only, BTS has only been a thing for, what, six years? Mm-hmm. And better yet, take it back to Coachella, Blackpink was the first ever K-pop group to attend Coachella, period, in history. These groups have achieved more in the five, six, seven years that they've been together, than most American artists have in their entire careers. Just because you don't know them, like doesn't change any of that. People out here in the West will sit here and they'll still criticize them and they'll still belittle them because, oh, you don't know who EXO is. Oh, because you don't understand what BTS is saying. Cause you don't understand why your daughter likes Blackpink. The one thing I can give people is the fact that the performances from BTS that we've gotten on award shows have been fucked up. And I don't think this is the boy's fault. This is situations in which it doesn't sound like what BTS sounds like. So then it makes armies seem like we only care that they're good looking and that they could dance when in fact it's not just that. All these award shows have had these moments where BTS does not shine the way BTS shines at the Mamas, the way BTS shines at all these other Asian award shows. Look, I've seen them live. I've seen what those boys can do, and they can definitely do. Hell, even the Grammys this past weekend. I'm like... That was... That was... They were on that stage for two seconds. And someone wrote a whole article saying that they were talentless because... 
Like, because they were sitting here singing back up to Lil Nas. That made no sense whatsoever. Like, I didn't expect them to get a solo stage, but I also... If they were going to be there, I expected them to be there longer than they were. Exactly. Like, it wasn't to be like, give them a solo stage. I'm sure ARMY wanted them to have a solo stage. And maybe eventually... I'm of the frame of mind that the Grammys don't matter, the billboards don't matter. All these award shows don't matter at the end of the day to me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would agree with me. But I expect at some point in time to have a K-pop category at the Grammys, have a K-pop stage at the Grammys. Like, if they're entering the Billboard charts, they deserve it. They deserve the acknowledgement at these award shows. We have Latin awards. Here's why I don't want a K-pop category. Because I feel like that only adds to the situation. I feel like... Having a separate category just for K-pop almost kind of gives people the pass for being like, I don't know them. I don't need to know them. I don't want to know them. So maybe it should be including K-pop groups in the best pop category. Exactly. Because I feel like once we start separating shit, that's when you get people who want to live in their ignorance. Like, that's when you get the people who are kind of like, oh, well, why do I need to know who BTS is? Why should I give a fuck? You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm with you. I would love for BTS to get their own solo stage. I'd love for any K-pop group to get their own solo stage. I'd love to see a K-pop group win a Grammy. Do I still think the Grammys don't mean shit? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think the Grammys mean shit. I don't think the billboards mean shit. Hell, I don't think the mamas mean shit. I don't think the mom is being shitty. Okay. Like these award shows at the end of the day. And yeah, as XOLs, we're like, yeah, XO won the most awards in, in whatever. But it's become participation awards. At least for me, the, the Korean ones, like they give this one award to XO, but they got to give the other one to BTS. <laughs> and like, it's not a thing of this is the best of the best. It's just like, you're not going to get a situation like Billie Eilish where she took home every fucking category. Yeah, you're never going to get that. You're never going to get that. Like, it's always like, okay, well, if Big Bang is winning album of the year, EXO's winning artist of the year. If EXO's winning album of the year, BTS is winning artist of the year. That's weird. But I gave up on award shows years and years ago. An award is not a measure of your talent. Nope. Like, at the end of the day... It's something does it, pretty to put on your wall. At the end of the day, does it get more eyes on you? Yes. When BTS won that Billboard Award, did that get all of America's eyes on them and have America be like, who the fuck is that? Yes. Exposure-wise, yes. Now Billie Eilish can put on her album that she's Grammy-winning and more eyes will be on her than ever were before. Congratulations. I think, honestly, some of the most talented people we know have never won a Grammy. Or a Billboard Award or anything like that. It's the same thing with the Oscars. Look how long it took Leonardo DiCaprio to get an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't measure, it's not a quantitative measure of how talented you are on how many awards you have. At, At the end of the day, some very talented people don't have an award. Yeah. But, um, so, where do we leave off? (laughs) something about bts this episode is brought to you by bts no i'm kidding this episode is brought to you by big head entertainment (laughs) all (laughs) eyes we wish
I wish. I wish. Oh my god. But no. Um the whole situation brings up something that we talked about way back in our first episode, which was just there's like this fandom double standard. This like radio host or something went on live and was essentially saying how like he doesn't believe the hype around BTS because he feels like when bands have fans that cause all this like fandom mania, you have to question whether or not the music is actually good or if they're just there because the boys look good. Mm-hmm. And this happens every single time there's a new boy group or something. We act like fandom mania is new. No, we do. We do. We act like fandom mania is new. Let's be real. Fandom mania has been happening for decades. It happened with Elvis Presley. It happened with the Beatles. Like, it happened with the fucking Rolling Stones, okay? It happened, what is it, 10 years ago with the Jonas Brothers. It happened with 1D. Like, this shit isn't new. Mm -hmm. Like, these boy groups, these girl groups, they have big fandoms. And yes, they're young. Yes, they're girls. But that doesn't take away from their artistry by you sitting here and saying like oh like yeah no they're good but they're korean oh yeah no they're good but their fans a bunch of screaming little girls and mind you jonas brothers 1d and sean mendez and justin bieber all have the same fan demographics as bts mm. just to put that out there okay right. like i'm a grown-ass woman i listen to justin bieber sean mendez and BTS. So. And Jonas. And Jonas. Like, I actually meant to say Jonas. I did not mean to say Justin Bieber, actually. I think in my mind, I said the Jonas Brothers. Well, I am a grown ass woman and I listen to Justin Bieber and the Jonas Brothers and Sean Mendes and BTS. My aunt is 80 something years old and she listens to BTS. Y'all need to sit down. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it goes from belittling their fame to belittling their artistry with the way we speak about foreign idols. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in K-pop. We speak like you said it with Jay Balvin when people were saying here like, oh, why did he win? When you're sitting here and you're talking about, oh, but he's Latino. Like, okay, so what? So what if he makes music in Spanish? It doesn't change the fact that he's talented. And plus, y'all think it's cute when y'all American artists make songs in Spanish. Just like to point that out. For all of y'all who was here for Beyonce when she was on Mi Gente, which it was unnecessary to make that remix. Or when Justin Bieber was on Despacito. Like, I want y'all to sit down. Because y'all think it's cute. No disrespect to Queen Bee. That remix was unnecessary. The song was hot for the Lola. She even mentioned it herself that she only did it because her daughter liked the song. So the song was hot and blazing up the charts by itself. Like like Despacito was doing gangbusters without Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Like, this didn't bring it to another demographic at all. It was already out here. It like, was already popping. Everybody knew about it already. So, like, I'm going to need y'all to keep the same energy. Keep the same energy for every time you think it's cute. When an American artist sits here, for y'all who out there who are here for Dua Lipa doing a song with Blackpink. Or Halsey doing a song with BTS. I ain't even want to mention that because I... I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that 
song. Mind you, I love BTS's part. I hate that song. And why is it? This is my question. Mm. Why is it okay for certain American artists to make songs with K-pop artists? It's all cool in the gang. We all happy. But certain artists, oh, they just looking for clout. Like, y'all was okay with Halsey making a song with BTS. Y'all didn't sit here and say she was looking for clout when it was obvious what that was. But Nicki doing a song with BTS. Better yet. Wale and Namjoon. Wale, okay. I want to yell at every single K-pop fan that not K-pop fan. Every single armchair who felt the need to sit here and say that Wale was trying to get clout from RM. One of the greatest rappers to ever do it is not looking for clout. He sat here and respected what Rap Monster was doing. Respected his flow. And this is this is a lot to get for someone who's like up there. Which obviously, like, I want to hold it against them and everything. But y'all don't know shit about rap music. So I'm gonna need y'all to sit the fuck down. Because if all y'all know about rap music is what y'all idols are doing. And granted, Rap Mind... Mira, I love it. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Sugar, I give it to you. But that's your limitation on what you know rap music is. Sit the hell down. Like, I don't understand. Wale, one of the best out there for years and years and years. He don't need Rap Monster for no clout. Y'all sit here and shot down this collaboration. Homeboy was like, you know what? I don't have to do music with him. And he's right. Because Wale is going to still be considered one of the greatest artists to ever do it. With or without working with Rap Monster. All you did was sit here and fuck up something that RM wanted. Something that he wanted to work with an artist of that caliber and y'all opened y'all mouths and caused issues. But when legitimate artists, and also keep in mind that y'all don't ever know what's happening behind the scenes. Y'all don't know who requested who or what it is. Don't always assume it's the American artist sitting there saying, I want to get on that. Mm. Because it could it could have very well been, like, we want this person on this track. Because look what happened with Little Mix and Nicki. Yeah. They wanted her for years. For years, they wanted to do a track with Nicki. And they finally get the opportunity. We have this whole, like, hoopla behind it. I was like, I find it hard to believe that Nicki was like, I want to do a song with BTS. She's so fucking picky. I think it was just a matter of, like, I like this. I want to do it because this is how she sits there and explain several times when she's gotten on a track. Mm. She's like, this is what I like. I want to get on that. When someone presents it to her, I hate armchairs. And that's what I'm going to call y'all from now on. Y'all fake army that don't want what's best for y'all own idols and y'all armchairs. And y'all XOL that don't want what's best for y'all idols or eggshells. Y'all don't deserve the fandom title at all and then they wonder why americans don't respect this Mm -hmm. all right so it's like you were just saying they're artists they're doing hot shit they're making collaborations at the end of the day these are all people who yes they're highly trained you know they sit here they do years of training they 
sing, they dance, they write, like they produce or whatever, but they're talented artists. Them being Korean doesn't take away from that. It doesn't take away from their talent and their artistry and the work that they do because you're right, those two songs with Wale were fire. That track with Nicki was fire. We ain't gonna talk about Halsey, but... I guess. For people who liked it, it was fire. For people who liked it, she's never going to admit that to anybody because she hates the song. I honestly never listened to the song because I'm not a fan of Halsey on her own. I like that Halsey g Easy song and that's where I stay. But I wanted to, with both of us being POCs, both of us growing up in very much black and Latino households... <laughs> Just be like, hold on, no, my family black, black, okay? You know, and whether they mean to or not, whether it's joking or not, there's always those small little comments of they all look the same, okay? All like freaking black people and they be like, all of them look the same. I've seen YouTubers do it. I've seen black YouTubers do it. And it pisses me the fuck off. And I find it so funny because he and Jackson are actually friends now. King Bach, you don't watch him. But he and Jackson are actually friends now. But when he, like, not knowing nothing about K-pop, this was when NCT just debuted. NCTU dropped that fire-ass track. That song's still a bop. But he did a reaction to it. And he's vibing with the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then he goes, y'all know I got to say it, but which one is which? They all look the same. And I'm like. I find it so annoying from black people, especially because that's what people say about us. Thank you. They all look the same. Like, I find it so like. It's so ignorant. It's so fucked up. And what gives me is the double down. That's the thing. When you're like, no. And you correct them and they'll be like, whatever. That's what I find a lot in my family. My family is black and Hispanic. I primarily grew up in a Hispanic household. Like to the point where we spoke English outside of the house and Spanish inside of the house. My mom, God bless her soul. She was that mom. My mom stood outside at concerts. My mom knew every single member of NSYNC. My mom knew every single member of Backstreet. So if my mom was alive today, she would be sitting here and know every single member of EXO from OT12. She would she would have known that. So I was blessed in that kind of category. But the rest of my family insists on calling BTS Chinese insist on calling them my boys even though they're not my favorite group they're one of the groups i listen to but they're not my favorite group and when i sit there and like no they're korean because they're korean stop calling them like chinese or whatever people still double down and you're right it's very much a spanish thing to be like oh chino chinita or whatever i was called that growing up because of my eye shape but it's funny how the people who are discriminated against a lot tend to discriminate (laughs) against other people because you know I'm pretty sure you've had this argument as well as I have in which they're like oh they wear makeup they look like girls why do they do that and all this stuff and I'm like 
we gonna sit here and act like people don't wear makeup just to be on camera? That's the thing that always kills me. They're like, oh my God, they're wearing makeup. Like, yeah. Even when you step on camera for a quick news segment, if you're in some sort of studio situation, they're putting something on you, bro. Bronzer, something. I think it's a combination of them being foreign and also the makeup thing. It's like androgyny has always been a thing. Especially in K-pop. Come on, Well, let's talk about the fact of Prince. One of the biggest artists to ever do it was androgynous. And he was still considered a sex symbol. Like, I don't get it. Like, if y'all could see there, see all the things, all the roughly shirts, the high heels, the makeup that he wore and all this stuff, and still find him as a male sex symbol, why can't you understand it when other girls are looking at these dudes and thinking they are good looking? I don't really get that kind of thing. And also, we're in 2020. At this point in time, gender is what? Fluid? Gender is non-existent at this point. Okay. No, and you're right. We have dudes who are doing big things in the beauty industry. Exactly. Out here in the U.S. Like, to me, it doesn't matter who is wearing makeup. And it's not even like these guys are sitting here in full beat faces. That's what kills me is when people like, oh, my God, they're wearing makeup. Like, you're acting like homeboys are in contour. Right. Highlighted up. Like, lipstick on. Liquid lip on or some shit like that. They're wearing, like, really blended out eyeshadow and some eyeliner. Like, this is what glam rock groups did back in the 80s. Like... Come on. It's like it's so, because it's foreign. It's because they're Asian. It's like, yeah, it's like I was saying. When it's American, it's okay. Exactly. When it's Prince, when it's Kiss, when it's like all these other groups with freaking heels on and faces full of makeup, it's fine because it's American. It's exactly. Like, it's from something that we know. And we don't even have to go that far. Bandom. <laughs> Full out boy. Um, Panic at the Disco. All 30 these seconds to Mars. All oh. these dudes with this thick ass eyeliner. They were on. calling it a guy liner. Exactly. Guy liner. Like, you know, and stuff like that. But you're right. It's because it's foreign. See, with my family, everything is either Chinese or Japanese. Because here's the thing I'm also an anime head. Though. I'm all over the place, okay? I'm listening to K-pop one minute. I'm watching Naruto the next. So people are like, oh my God, you and your Japanese shit. And I'm like, it's Korean. And they're like, same shit, Lena. And I'm like, no, you racist fuck. Like, like I don't know about anybody else, but I get really offended to be called, and I'm sure Asians do too, to be called what I'm not. Like, I get really mad if someone says I'm Mexican. Like, I'm not Mexican. I'm Peruvian. Like, I'm proud of my heritage at the end of the day. I don't want to be called, like, I'm from Ecuador, even though we're neighbors. I'm not Ecuadorian. It's not the same thing. We look different. We sound different. We have a whole different language and, well, not language, but accents Mm -hmm. and culture. That's, like, the ultimate insult to me. Yeah. Let's let's break it down to the nitty gritty. If someone freaking said that you were from the Bronx, how would you feel? That's what I'm saying. Like, no, but here's the thing. Because, no, because the same thing happens to me. I don't look like a black girl, apparently. No, you don't. 
I look I look like a Spanish girl. I've gotten it my entire life. People will see here and they'll call me Puerto Rican, Dominican, Mexican. I once got Brazilian ones. Which deep which deep rooted in, in racism because they don't believe that a light skinned pretty girl could be just black. Exactly. And it frustrates me because on a personal level, it took me a long time to get where I am with, with being proud of being a black woman. Right. You know? I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, fuck yeah, I'm black. Like, what the hell are you talking about? So I can only imagine when it's coming from countries where not for nothing, Asian countries physically are very homogenous. Right. But just sweep it away like it's nothing. The same thing how earlier we were saying these little girls sitting here trying to validate their feelings over why they're mad at Chen well, this person has a valid reason to be mad when you sit there and you call them Japanese and they're Korean, especially considering the history that South the Korea has with yeah. Japan. Yeah. So don't do that. It's the exact same way, like you said, Bronx people get mad if, if you tell them they're from Queens. Queens bitches get mad if you tell them they're from the Bronx. Look, I'm saying something right now. Tell oh. me I'm from the Bronx. I'm a just to point out for all our non-New York listeners, the only people that don't get mad about you saying that they're from the Bronx is people from the Bronx. Nobody in any other other borough wants to be considered like they're from the Bronx. It's just, no. No. And no matter how, I don't care how much hate I get on you, I, I live in the Bronx and I don't. I am a Brooklyn girl. Bro, I'm going to tell you something. I was Queens born and raised. You could tell me, oh, you from Brooklyn. I'd be like, I, right, I'm going to give it to and you. And that's just I'm weird. Not. And then that's just where we were raised. Like, so can you imagine culturally speaking, like who you are, a fundamental part of what makes you, you being described as something else that's completely not who you are. Right. And, and then sitting there and having your feelings be completely invalidated. At the end of the day, if somebody sits here and tells me I'm from the Bronx, I could be like, no bitch, I'm from Queens. And the situation gets squashed. Sure. We'll have a back and forth on which borough was better, but at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But my culture is exactly. different. Exactly. My culture is different. And I think I think also the fact is, is we've all struggled hard to get the respect that we got for being who we are. As especially in my case as a mixed, mm. you know. First of all, people don't want to acknowledge that it's a mix. They're like, Oh, you're Hispanic, you black. And it's like, no. <laughs> I didn't grow up in an African American household. I didn't know what that means until I got older. Like it's completely different growing up in a Hispanic, a black Hispanic household is different than growing up in an African American household or just black household, however you want to put it. You know, I know nowadays there's black and then there's African American. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. But it's completely different. Just like it would be completely different. A Japanese person growing up in a Japanese household and a Korean person growing up in a Korean pot. They don't even have the same food. Like, first of all, they don't have the same written language. They don't have the same, they don't have the same speaking language and they don't have the same food. It's like, it's ridiculous to sit there and be like, oh, they're your Chinese boys. And it's like, no, they're Korean. Oh, same difference. No, it's not. It's, not. it's like so easy for people to sit there and be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But it does matter. It does. Because at the end of the day, you know what that is? That's you being racist. That's willful ignorance. Exactly. Because it's like, what do you think the K and K-pop stands for? Do you really sit there and like, K? we spell Japanese with the, the K? K now? 
Oh shit, I ain't no Chinese as well with a K, bruh. We don't know. It's like the dumbest thing. It's like the fact that you're sitting here willing to do that. That's just like you just want to be dumb and just want to be getting people upset. And that's the one thing that gets me is like you're annoying for your reaction to how I'm telling you to correct yourself. Me correcting you like, oh, my God, it's not that serious. Don't be upset about it. It's like that's annoying because it's like I'm not upset about it. I'm just telling you correct yourself. Exactly. Here's my question. Why does it bother you that I'm correcting you? Exactly. Because you know that your little joke, your little snide remark is disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not sitting here and saying that people can't joke. People have their inside jokes. People have the way that they talk to each other. But at the end of the day, when I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, like, yo, chill. Or even just sitting here and just telling you flat out, like, yeah, bro, they're not they're not Chinese. They're they're Korean. Like it's not like I'm sitting you expecting you to do a full fan chant. Like I don't expect you to be like Kim Nam Joo. I'm not sitting here (laughs) expecting you to sit here and look up the like South Korean history, bruh. It's just acknowledge that Chinese, Japanese, and Korean are different. Acknowledge that there are talent, there's artistry outside of your country and just respect it the whole thing especially online is to lean into it once you've been like oh this they're not chinese or whatever people would be like it's the same ching chong like kind of thing it's like they get worse they get upset they get (laughs) upset when you call them out on their bullshit and it's like bruh it ain't my fault that your comment was racist. Why you mad? <laughs> like, that's what I'm gonna say. You the one sitting here starting shit. Why are you mad that I'm correcting you? Shit don't make no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's like, and it was like, <laughs> we started this whole thing because of Tao mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing. And, and that's the fact that it roots from xenophobia that no, not every single cute Korean guy out in the streets, Chinese guy or whatever, is a member of BTS. Thank you. And mind you, Tao is Chinese. <laughs> he ain't Korean. That's the that's the whole thing. Like we ain't even talk about. They mistaken. BTS is Korean. They mistaken for a Korean K-pop artist that he wasn't even. So it's it's a compounded fact that you got his culture wrong, and then on top of that, you confuse him for somebody else because you think they all look alike. And at the end of the day, nobody in BTS looks like Tao. Nobody. We do have artists that look alike, like V, you know, and back in, and back in they look alike slightly, you know. Or whatever. Sometimes Chanyo looks like Becky. Exactly. It's weird. But like, Tao. Tao does not look like a single member of BTS. And sure, you can sit there and ARMY was like, oh, well, they just didn't know they weren't real ARMY. It doesn't matter. Fine, they weren't ARMY, but it doesn't change the fact that it happened. They shouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, he's being arrogant and all this stuff. It's like, no, I look how I look like. Like, I'm not going to be mad if someone says I look like somebody I don't look nothing alike. I'm going to be pissed. Like, that ain't me. And then not only that, okay. 
I'm make people big mad right now. Y'all call it arrogance and I'll call it fact. He's not wrong. And no, no, wrong. but see, and that's the thing. Army was so caught up in the fact that he was dissing BTS, like he was being disrespectful or whatever. Fact of the matter was, Tao left EXO in what, 2015? Okay. BTS was really just getting popular. Right. Okay. And I know, because I was a BTS fan in 2015. Okay. I'm still a BTS fan now. And not for nothing, they weren't there yet. They weren't there yet. Yeah. Okay. So it's not him being arrogant. It's him sitting here and also defending the hard work that he put in. Basically, it all boils down to Tao saying, if you think I look like anybody, like if you feel like I'm a, you should recognize me because when I was in this group, we were at the top. Exactly. Like, if you recognize me, that's what you should recognize me for. Me for. That's him defending himself. It's him defending himself. It's not him being arrogant. It's him saying, look, I put in work when I was in EXO and we was popping. If you going to confuse me, if you going to say, oh, that's, that's homeboy from a K-pop group, the words out your mouth better be EXO. That's it. That's, that's it. I think ARMY armchairs come from a place of victimization. They want to sit here and be like, woe is me. No one respects BTS, which is not fiction. We have these instances of people not respecting BTS and stuff like that. So they're not 100% wrong. But like, stop looking for gnats on a tick. Stop looking for opportunities to come off as a victim. At the end of the day, Tao wasn't sitting here saying BTS wasn't it now. He was saying at the time that I was in EXO, they weren't even as popular as us. That's all it was. Exactly. Take it for what the fuck it was. Exactly. Don't sit here and add to it be like, oh, he's arrogant. First of all, Tao is highly confident of him. He was when he was in EXO. And he he, conti- he continues to be. That's just him. Like, if you know anything about that, but whatever. It's like ARMY sit here and they want to sit here and find any way to lift their boys up and put everybody else down. Which, that's a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> it is. Hold on, let me grab water. My throat is like... <sighs> I think it's going to be an uphill battle always with these kinds of things because no one ever takes anything seriously when it's a whole bunch of young fangirls who like something. So add on to that that it's a foreign thing and then you got that so it's like compounded of like they think it's these hysterical girls because like right before we started i told you about this whole article that this this guy wrote after bts's jimmy kimmel performance and saying that fans care more about bts's visuals than they care about their actual music which isn't true no I continue to say this. Whenever they come out to the States and they perform here, where they perform on shows and award shows, it is not the best representation of what BTS is. For example, that Charlie Poof thing they did. Mm-hmm. Yo. Mm. 
That hurt my soul. Okay. Here's where I admit that I actually don't particularly care for Charlie Puth. I've seen him live because he opened for Shawn Mendes. Um, the kid makes good music. I just don't think he's like, like, I'm not blown away by Charlie Puth. Everyone was so blown away when Charlie Puth decided that he wanted to make music with BTS and be their friend. Like, and sat there and tagged along with them to the freaking MGAs. But... Yeah, that performance was a mess. But here's the thing. Live performances are messes. We've seen it happen to American artists. Right. Because there's so much hype around them, they're essentially like Jonas and 1D on steroids. Because there's so much hype around them. Because their fans are young girls. And then add on the fact that they're foreign. And you have everybody in their mother talking about who the fuck is BTS? Why do people like BTS? What's this? What's that? All eyes are on them and everything that they do is going to get scrutinized. It's true. Like, it's true. Visuals are a big part of being any kind of group. Like, if, you, if you're if you a boy band, visuals matter. Because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, people are superficial. They're not going to sit here and listen to a bunch of dudes that don't look good. <laughs> I think the last time that was, was like color be bad <laughs> and that might just be me because i think that they don't look good but who so, the hell is color me bad they had that song i wanna sex you up oh. we're way too young for that okay um but they were not like, good looking the fuck is that? they were not good looking to say the least but anyway so call someone talentless just because of one bad live performance they dragged it yeah. They did. They dragged it. And again, that's just because BCS has so they have so many eyes and so much scrutiny on them. But like it's unfair. And it's that double standard. I can't be the only one that cringes when a note is hit badly. No. Like I can't be that person that when someone's voice cracking, you're like, why? You're like, ooh. It's like when figure skaters fall down. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like damn that's gonna cost her like oh you're just like it's it's painful so if we really didn't care about their talent only care about their visual then why have that visceral reaction of like here's the thing if fans didn't care about their talent army wouldn't get as mad as they do whenever a bts live performance gets fucked up word they wouldn't get that mad because you know no because again speaking from experience i've seen these boys perform live i know that min yoongi got bars okay i know that jimin and cookie can hit these notes i don't know what the fuck your microphone is doing bruh like your mic tried it (laughs) like okay Yo, like, no, they do get mad. They, they get mean, mad, and that's like, what the hell is that? That's what I'm saying. But they get mad, and the next thing you know, that's when they're the fanatics. That's when they're the hysterical fangirls because we sitting here, we getting mad, and we getting on Twitter, and we making noise. But then you gonna turn and you gonna say, "Oh, but we don't give a fuck about their talent. They don't have talent. They're just pretty." Like that don't add up. That don't add up because if they didn't have talent, I wouldn't get mad. 
if they didn't have talent, I wouldn't get mad when y'all sat there and y'all tried to play Yoongi. Remember they sat there and they were like, oh, they were freaking lip syncing. So the next time they performed, he sat there and dropped the mic in the middle of his verse. Yeah. And that's what I need from them all the time. Because... The same thing happens with EXO all the time. People be like, they lip sync it. And then something happens. And then Kim John Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beckin, whenever he rips his freaking earpiece out. Exactly. Okay. Like, like, let these boys, like, I want y'all to keep saying they lip sync. Because I, I want you to drop bikes all over y'all. All the time. <laughs> Yo, that ass. I need Sugar to drop a mic every fucking live performance, bro. I need him to just like come for y'all whole life and everything. I need, I need every time for y'all to say that EXO is lip syncing. I need them to all take their earpieces out and cover your whole soul. I want them to sing in the rain with no audio, with no backing tape, so you can see. I want that moment. I want that moment. I live for those moments. I live for those moments where it's like they keep going because they do. Yeah, BTS keeps going. If something goes wrong. They keep going. If something goes wrong for EXO, they keep going. No running behind stage. No doing no weird little dances to distract you from the fact that- Ashley Simpson. No, you're right. There's none of that. And that speaks on their artistry. Because not, not to sit here and clown Ashley Simpson, but if you were prepared- you would have ripped that. You would have sat in and did something else. It would have been a burlesque moment. Exactly. You would have been prepared. Okay. An artist thinks like that. It's the same way where freaking SZA at Coachella, there was something wrong with her music. You know what the bitch did? She started singing a cappella. Exactly. Like, it's what you do. So, all right, their mic was fucked up. So, their audio was fucked up. They kept going. They kept performing. Like, they kept hitting them moves. They kept hitting them notes. How does that make them less of an artist? It doesn't. It's because you're sitting here with bias Mm -hmm. because you don't believe that a Korean boy band can be talented. Mm -hmm. It's sad that we're so, like, narrow-minded in this day and age to not think, like, Hey, we got little kids, little kids who are sitting here, formidable artists, but we can't believe some grown dudes who've been trained, who've been trained just because they're from somewhere else. Exactly. That's so dumb to me. Like, does it, it like, doesn't. But bad baby, Bob, Bobby, baby, however the fuck you pronounce her name is considered an artist, but BTS not? I am. I'm just in respect of the fact that this is not our at home studio. This is a podcast studio. I really wanted to throw this photo. Like, I know. I know you did. I know you did. Bad baby or whatever who could barely form two sentences together is considered an artist. We're sitting here. We have all these people who could barely do anything putting out tracks. We have people like, putting out tracks for the sake of putting out tracks, not because they actually have a respect for the shit that they're putting out you have these dudes and all right fine not necessarily bts fine all right better yet big bang gd sat here and grew up listening to wu-tang okay you have somebody who sat here went through damn near a decade of training who's put in the work he's put in hone his craft and become the artist that he is but y'all ain't gonna put no respect on his name because he's from a foreign country? 
I'm going to sit here and give y'all this. If y'all giving more respect to Jake Paul making fucking tracks and calling him an artist and not respecting these dudes because they're from Korea, like, or if you're not a Jake Pauler, Logan Paul, like, if you see... look, I just rolled my eyes so hard that hurt, okay? (laughs) If you're sitting here, Logang... Of Jake, oh Jake Puller, and y'all like say here it's everyday bro for y'all, and y'all think that's music. You got a problem. But y'all don't think what BTS does, what EXO does, what any pop K-pop group does is real music. We can't help you, bro. We can't help you. We can't help you. We live in a day and age where we got so much crap music out there and people think it's great, but some come from before a country that's actually like It's actually great. It's actually great and y'all like, oh, it's nothing. Like no, but then then here's the thing. Even if you don't fuck with BTS, okay? Even if fine, BTS's brand of K pop isn't for you. Right. Because there's some groups that I'm like, all right. I like you. I don't love you. Like, you're good. Right, right. At least respect it. Don't sit here and shit on somebody's fave just because you want to be ignorant. At the end of the day, like, you don't know what I do when I listen to music. You know, you don't know what I know. You don't know, like, if people listen to K-pop. And let's keep it Let's keep it real. K-pop is not just K-pop. There's K-hip-hop. There's K-everything. It's There's just K-rock. There's K-trap. At the end of the day, it's music. It's music, but it's in Korean. That's all it is. It's exactly what we have, but in Korean. So it's the same damn thing. So just the fact that it's in another language doesn't change anything. Just like there's Latin pop and there's Latin trap. This fear of not knowing what the hell people are saying. Bruh, you don't know... What future is saying half the time, like you just said? I was about to say, bro, I don't know. Look, I barely know what the Migos is saying. I don't ever know what the Migos is saying. Okay. Let's just agree to like, disagree at exactly. this point. At this point in time, this need for everybody to like the same thing. And if you don't like the same thing, then you're a hater is weird to me. I'm not asking you to be an army. I'm not asking you to be an XOL. Just stop making fun of me for liking what I like. Why is it so wrong for me to like what I like? I ain't judging you. People can listen to whatever they want to listen to. I know people who sit here and listen to the weirdest shit. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I don't really get it. But whatever, that's you. Good. Like, you like that? Okay, cool. I'll try it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. To me, the word is not even respect. It's accept. Accept the fact that I like something that's different from you and you shouldn't belittle it just because you don't get it. Right. You should sit here and just be like, all right, that's what she like. Okay, that's what she like. Exactly. Like, just like you like what you like. You have your groups that you like. You have your artists that you like. My thing is, why do you care? Why do you care that I I listen to K-pop? I could give a fuck that you listen to trap music, bruh. I don't care. That's what you do. Like, well, like I said, why? we're at this point in time where everybody wants everybody to like the same thing. Yeah, like why, like, why does it bother you so bad? Why does it bother you so bad that I would rather drop 
$400 on a K-pop group than on some Beyonce tickets. Like, why? Like, that means more Beyonce tickets for you. Exactly. That means more Beyonce tickets for you. Go <laughs> ahead. Have a good time. Like, I'm good. Which pretty soon Beyonce is probably going to be announced to the tour. It's almost tax season, y'all. So prepare <laughs> y'all. Save y'all tax refunds. She's coming. Because every tax season, here come Beyonce with the head out. Like, mm-hmm. like it's time for y'all to give me y'all coins. On the run part three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't kill us, Beyonce. <laughs> We just joking. We love Beyonce. No, I love Beyonce, but facts or she be coming for your tax refunds. I ain't fucking playing. It's okay, y'all. It's okay. She ain't getting my tax refund. <laughs> if we all like the same thing, it would still be so fucking boring. Like if we all listen to the same thing. I'm sure we have listeners out there who don't listen to the groups we listen to and like could give a fuck and that's great we probably got iconics out there we got blinks guess what great i'm glad i'm glad because it's like life would be so boring if we all listen to the same stuff like even us as best friends who spend so much time together like i don't listen to the arctic monkeys i'm sure this girl did not know a bad bunny from no nothing. Look, let me tell you something right now. I ain't know about J Balvin. I ain't know about Bad Bunny, Maluma, nothing. Like it's an exchange. I I love music for that. That exchange of culture, and I just wish people were more open to that kind of thing. That in which we we could just exchange all these different kinds of culture, be it Korean, Japanese, right, or whatever, American, British. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. It takes an open mind. Yep. And for you to not be an asshole. You know what? I'm predicting right now that the time they're going to finally accept K-pop is when freaking Drake makes a track. (laughs) That's K-pop inspired. Yep. (laughs) Going to be a whole recycled freaking BTS concept. Drake going to sit here and take an old Big Bang sample. (laughs) And make a track. I swear on everything if that happens. <laughs> nah, if that happens, I swear to God, everybody follow me on Twitter. Helena <laughs> Nicole. If that happens, I will go on the biggest Twitter ramp. <laughs> the reason I say that is because he recently got into British like rap, British style rap, and like UK people are like, what the hell, bruh? But he's done that before because remember where Sean Paul sat there and got at him for from doing the dance hall inspiration. Yes. So like, I'm saying I'm waiting. I'm waiting, Drake. <laughs> waiting, Drake. He he gonna circle around the K-pop in like a year or two. But it's like, <laughs> but no. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's only on the back of an English speaker mm-hmm. is another country's music socially acceptable. Yep. Because, like, yeah, you had the slew of Americans that were fucking with Dancehall, but not everybody was fucking with Dancehall. No. Like, no. Then he sat there and he released those tracks, and now everybody's so, like, Sean and these Paul things, was doing that shit for years. And these things come in waves. Like, this is how Americans were, because we had that whole Latin wave when it was, like, Ricky Martin was huge and all this stuff, and he went into add Christina Aguilera in there, even though her music wasn't Latin and stuff like that. So now we on the K-wave. 
we which which was strategically marketed by the Koreans. So beautiful that it's working. It's actually working. So you know. So it comes in waves, and I've like one a big enough artist because Holsey's not big enough. Like a big enough artist, and and put out a track. Maybe Ariana. She just took a picture recently with BTS, in which she was so overwhelmed. She said that she said she so was like, she, I think she said she almost cried. Like probably saw how beautiful it was in person. <laughs> well, anyway. all right. So we're at the end of this episode. Yes. So do your thing. Okay. As always, thank you so much for joining us this week. This episode will be available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Stitcher, and uploaded to YouTube. And now she's going to do the part that I don't like to do. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you know whenever we upload a new episode, make sure that you put it down as all the time so you always get a notification when we upload to see our pretty face. And uh, yeah, thanks for the first episode of 2020, y'all. Oh, first, second. Second episode airing, first episode recording of 2020. And we mainly spoke about BTS. I'm worried. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Bye. Bye.